0: This is the hiking through life podcast we've all been gifted a journey called life let's see where the journey leads us today
1: we're looking forward to getting rory out for his first winter adventures we're super excited that we recently got ella's wool to keep him warm this winter the marina wool is super warm moisture work wicking and I feel really confident that he's going to be super warm and dry this winter on all of our adventures. If you want to try out Ella's wool, you can use the code hiking through life 2020 to get 10% off your order. That's hiking through life 2020. You can go over to ellaswool.com to look for their super cute outfits. They have onesies, they have tubes, they have hats, They have all the wool products you need to keep your baby warm. Check them out.
0: Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast, where we talk with people who in some way, shape, or form have been influenced by the outdoors. I'm Andy, the producer of this podcast, and my lovely wife, Sarah, will be your host. Together, we make up Hiking Through Life.
1: This podcast is all about bringing all kinds of people who are inspired by the outdoors and sharing their stories
0: we hope that by sharing people's stories it inspires others to get out and live a more meaningful life tune in every week for new episodes or better yet subscribe to the hiking through life podcast on your favorite podcast provider if you enjoy this podcast please share it with others also if you have a story to share or know of anyone who might be interested in being a guest on this podcast Head on over to hikingthroughlife.net slash podcast and get in touch with us.
1: If you'd like to support Hiking Through Life, you can go to hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. We have t-shirts, water bottles, and we recently added stickers to the shop.
0: Use the code podcast at checkout and receive 10% off your first order. There are other ways you can support this podcast as well. You can check those out at hikingthroughlife.net slash support. Also, be sure to sign up for our email list. You can do that by heading over to hikingthroughlife.net, enter your email address, and click subscribe. There's no commitment, you can unsubscribe at any time. As part of our email list, you'll receive our monthly newsletter. We'll also be sending out any promotional codes for Hiking Through Life gear. It's an excellent way to follow Hiking Through Life's journey. Now sit back and enjoy this week's episode.
1: Welcome to the end of 2020. Take a deep breath. We survived the year. And it was a rough year. It was a really rough year. I recently painted a quote. Well, there's a quote that goes behind it. And the quote goes, when we stay grounded, we can have the confidence to enter the unknown. And I think that is very... Aligned with 2020. 2020 was full of unknowns. We had no idea we were going to have this COVID year. We had no idea we were going to have a baby this year. So, we're just going to take some time to just like reflect on the year. We did this last year as like a yearly wrap up, and we're doing it again. And it's just a really great time for us to, yeah, reflect on the year, reflect on our like personal lives, but also the hiking through life journey. And just take a step back and say, wow, we did a lot this year. And as we're recording this, it's always funny. I always have to start off our podcast because Andy needs a little bit of my direction. And I can tell he's already working up in his mind a big, like, he has lots to say already. So we're ready for that. Andy's our editor who doesn't usually talk a lot.
0: But when I start talking, I can't stop. Hence... The Rambler.
1: (laughs) Maybe that should be his trail name. It It would so be your trail name if we met people out on the trail.
0: But when I meet people in person, I don't really ramble a lot, though. It's just when I get on a topic like this. So, as you said, 2020 was full of the unknown. And much like a hiking journey, life and a hike can be full of the unknown. You can plan and plan and plan, but you'll still encounter things that you did not plan for. Even the things you did plan for, you may have to adjust, you may have to adapt. And that's a lot of what we did this year. Going into 2020, we had a lot of different plans. We were going to go out west and visit Sarah's brother, Phil, who lives out in Utah. We are going to do a road trip out there and kind of do a part two to our road trip that we did the previous year. And go see some more things that we didn't get to see on that road trip.
1: Yep, that was going to happen in like June and July. We were amped up for it.
0: But we ran into the unknown. We came across something in our path that we weren't expecting and it actually came in the form of a couple things one we found out that sarah was pregnant early in 2020 so i think it was about right around february beginning of february or so that you got it confirmed you had some suspicions
1: yeah i had suspicions of being really tired but yeah, I think the, like we found out in early February, we found out before COVID happened.
0: Which was like March when things got kind of more serious with COVID and, and some states and cities and such started kind of going more on lockdown. So that's part two of kind of the unknown that we encountered along our path in 2020. Yeah. Was COVID and coronavirus.
1: And it's just, like, bizarre to think, you know, people in January were just out living their normal lives, having zero idea that this COVID was going to happen. I mean, we went on a hike with a friend off Instagram. No, not off Instagram. A friend that we met up at the Hungry Hippie Hostel.
0: Yeah, up north in northern Minnesota. It's it's just outside of Grand Marais. Well, kind of on the outskirts of Grand Marais. It's a hostel that... um caters to some hikers on the Superior Hiking Trail as well as visitors that just want to get that kind of hostile experience, or they also have these awesome um, canvas tents that are a little bit more... They're more glamping, I would say.
1: Yeah, definitely glamping. Like, there's a bed. You're not on the ground.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, it's a great place to go visit if you're up in that area and are looking for... Kind of a little getaway that um, you can go experience some, some outdoors, and it's got a great view of Lake Superior. But anyways, we stayed up there last year for Sarah's birthday in January.
1: Yeah, and just like thinking that we were like hanging out with total strangers, having some drinks, playing games in very close proximities, like... Just thinking that that happened in January and then like a few months later, boom, that was wiped away. But January was a really fun month. Yeah, we got to go hiking. We got to go skiing. We did outdoor yoga. There was social events we went to.
0: Yeah. And like you said, just a month or two later, everyone was basically on lockdown because of the spread of coronavirus.
1: Yeah, it's like thinking about when that happened, like when it was in China, people were like, we were over here in the USA. We were freaking out and thought it was never going to get over here. And then all of a sudden it came here. And I think that's everyone's reflection on 2020. Just
0: Everything changed and everyone had to alter their plans. Everyone had to adjust. Everyone had to adapt to the situation before them.
1: Yeah, and so like... That happened. My pregnancy happened. And then I was able to start work, working from home in March. And that had so many awesome benefits. Like being able to work from home while being pregnant was pretty awesome because I was tired. And I think having, if I would have had to go into work my entire pregnancy, the exhaustion would have been a lot more, but I don't for sure know that.
0: For those that don't know, you are a preschool teacher. So it's not your traditional work from home job or something that is necessarily like easily done as a work from home job. So it was some more adjustments there. But like you said, it was very much a blessing that you were able to work from home pregnant during this pandemic.
1: Yeah, so like as many unknowns that the pandemic brought into our lives, it was also such a blessing because I was able to be home so much. I didn't have to go out and about being pregnant and wasn't pressured to be with all these people and do all of these things. I could just be home, and there really had to be no excuse for it because the government was basically telling us to stay home.
0: Yeah, so I think not only did it serve you well in, like, kind of protecting your health while you were pregnant... But I think it also let your body adjust to the pregnancy more. You got some more rest and such. So I think a lot of that um, benefited you while you were pregnant.
1: Absolutely. It absolutely did. And I mean, going along with being home so much, we were able to spend a lot of time just doing house projects. I spent so much time in the kitchen this year. I mean, I already spent a lot of time in the kitchen like prepping meals and freezing meals, but I did like an insane amount of that this year. We were able to garden a lot more because all of our travel plans were canceled for the year.
0: Yeah, that's a big one too is like we since we didn't go and travel like we did the previous year in 2019. We were able to stay home and do a lot more, like you said, so I got some landscaping done that I had wanted to do for a while, and you were doing a lot of gardening, so we were able to save money on our groceries and didn't have to travel to the store as often, and we were meal prepping so that we, you know, while you were pregnant, and even after your pregnancy, we had a little bit of food in the freezer, and it was just easy meal prep at that time.
1: Yeah, I prepped so many meals. And yeah, the first like part of COVID, like March and April, we were trying to find, <laughs> I just remember, looking for rock, free river rock on Facebook Marketplace. That's where we find a lot of our things for landscaping, Facebook Marketplace. We just spent like months and months trying to find enough river rock to landscape our yard and we did (laughs) we did yeah it took time We
0: we found it and we saved money and we got the project done and you wouldn't even know that we found and reused a bunch of rock
1: Yeah, and I wrote an entire blog about how to use Facebook Marketplace and find things for free on Facebook Marketplace, and I think that rock is a perfect example of the determination it takes to find free things.
0: And yeah, it did take me a while to get around to doing the rock too, so that kind of goes back into kind of our plans And the rock sat in the driveway for a couple months because things did eventually open up again in the summer. Um, Campsites in Minnesota, they were shut down for a while in the spring just to limit people coming in contact with others in close quarters. So, um, and at that time also there, there was just not much known about this coronavirus and how COVID spread. So, They shut down as a precaution all the state park camping and a lot of other campgrounds around the state. So we didn't get around to camping as much as we would like to. And you being pregnant, we just didn't know how that would work either.
1: Yeah, I was just more tired and just wasn't necessarily wanting to go out as much.
0: But we did go out once and we went to Itasca State Park and it was in July, I believe.
1: Yeah, when it was really hot and buggy. Peak season for heat and bugs in Minnesota.
0: So it was a backpack site at the state park, and we had to hike in a couple miles to the site. And we were excited because we got this new, well, used um, tent from REI, and we found it on Facebook Marketplace. Great deal. And it was in great condition. So we wanted to test it out. It's a four-person tent, so we wanted a upgrade from our two-person tent since our family was about to grow with our now son. So we wanted something that would accommodate both Sarah and I, the dog, and the new baby comfortably. And so we decided to test this out while Sarah was pregnant.
1: And yeah, it the space in that tent was insane. Like we're used to a two person tent. So having all of that space was just like, we didn't really know what to do with all of it.
0: So we set up and sure enough, our campsite didn't have any shade and it was really hot. Like Sarah said. So we kind of sat around, but then decided, you know what we should hike out and go sit near the lake or the river and um, find some shade. It was hot at the site. And you were pretty uncomfortable being pregnant in the heat.
1: But you were so thoughtful and brought me a fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I brought this little, like, um, it's a fan that you set on your desk and it plugs into the USB on your computer to for power. So we have one of those little battery packs that you can charge, like, a phone with or something. Plug that in for the power source and it kind of worked. It wasn't probably enough of a breeze for you to actually be cool enough.
1: No, but like it, may, it made a difference versus not having it. <laughs> but yeah, that was the only time that we went camping. Well, we did go to the Boundary Waters in June. We went twice.
0: Yeah, and that was fun. We brought my nephew and his girlfriend for their first time. And they had a great time. And then we went with the crew that we went with the previous year. So two friend couples of ours one of which also had a baby this year. So yeah,
1: not in the Boundary Waters though. Nobody had babies in the Boundary Waters.
0: No, but (laughs) you and her were both pregnant when we went in the Boundary Waters this past June.
1: Yeah. And I was so nervous to go into the Boundary Waters, you know, portaging and paddling, but it ended up working out really well. I got to nap in the hammock for like an entire afternoon. It was a much slower trip than what we're used to. I mean, Andy usually plans these aggressive routes for us when we go to the Boundary Waters. And this one was just one of the most relaxing trips we've ever had.
0: And we saw a moose.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There was a couple times where I saw a rock and I, it was a mirage of a moose, but we really did see a moose in the middle of the water.
0: And we had to paddle around it to get to our campsite.
1: What lake was that one at?
0: That was Horseshoe Lake. It was on the south side on your way to Vista. There's kind of a... There's actually a campsite right down there that we wanted to stay at. And it was occupied. The people at that campsite were watching the moose the whole time. And as we paddled by the moose, which was out in the middle, about maybe, I don't know, 10 yards from shore, and... Yeah, we we paddled pretty close by it, but it was feeding and it didn't really care that we were paddling by it. But as we paddled by it, the people from the campsite yelled at us. Well, it was more of a whisper yell because they didn't want to disturb the moose and said, there's babies over there. So the moose had babies up on the shore and we paddled right in between this mama moose that was feeding and its babies. We never saw the babies. Well, one of the people in our group did, but...
1: Yeah, because they were in, like, tall grass, like, meadowy, bushy, grassy stuff.
0: But we just kind of slowly paddled and didn't want to, like... Didn't want to disturb the moose as we went by.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, we were probably, like, seven or eight feet from it as we paddled by.
0: Oh, it was further than that.
1: Well, fine. I mean, my estimation might be a little off. (laughs) Maybe,
0: (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was a situation where, yeah, if the moose really wanted to come towards us, we would have had to scurry out of there real quick.
1: You know, a lot of people during this pandemic were getting really depressed and down that we weren't able to go out, go to the movies, go to sporting events, go to all of these social outings because everything was shut down. And while we did some of that stuff too, I think our lifestyle pre-COVID really helped us to get through COVID. We were already spending a lot of time at home because we're just not, we don't go to like the theaters and we don't go out to restaurants often and we don't do a lot of date nights that cost a lot of money. So I think our frugal mindset and finding free things to do was a huge help in getting us through COVID. Like, I didn't feel like we were necessarily missing out on a whole lot. Like, yes, I miss seeing friends and being able to not wear a mask when I'm going to see a friend. But as far as all of the outings, I think I, I didn't have a super hard time with that.
0: Well, a lot of what we like to do, too, is in the outdoors. And so we were still able to do a lot of that. Some of it shifted. So like we didn't go to a lot of state parks while things were shut down in the spring and then later on in the fall. But we were able to shift ourselves and find hikes that were near home. So we didn't have to travel so far. And we did continue our outdoor endeavors. It was just a different way of doing it. So we found... Some trails near our home that we now go to um, more regularly. And we also were able to get out and travel up north when, you know, things opened up more and it was safer to do so. One of the benefits of the outdoors is that it strengthens your immune system. So you are less likely to get sick or... You are less susceptible, I should say, to um, infection or severe reaction to an illness if you do become infected or contract an illness.
1: Well, yeah, and not even like physically, but mentally. Like, I think so many people this year discovered the benefits of the outdoors through COVID, which is awesome. I mean, that was one of the only things people could do for a while. Everybody was going out to parks. I remember like March, April, May, just walking around our neighborhood was like, whoa, where did all these people come from?
0: Yeah, we saw a lot more families out and about because the kids weren't in sports, you know. You couldn't go to the movie theaters. You couldn't dine in at restaurants. So people had to get out of their house. So they're walking around the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, it was just giving people something to do. So I mean, just seeing that, I think, is something we really liked seeing people do because we are such advocates for that and people getting outside. And another thing is like, yeah, we always advocate for people like you don't need to like go on a road trip to go outside. And that this year really taught us that like we advocate for that all the time. Like we tell people that you can just go outside in your backyard. But we were always like seeking a big adventure before this year, I think.
0: I think so, too. Yeah, we were thinking of going on a hike as, you know, traveling up to the Superior Hiking Trail or, you know, traveling out to a bigger trail like the AT or going out west.
1: Right, like a four or five day backpacking trip. We were always seeking that.
0: Yeah, but now we realize that, you know, there are some pretty cool trails that we just never even knew of that are less than 15 miles from our house.
1: Well, and sidewalk trails, like we've been going on sidewalk trails because now we have a baby and we push the stroller on our walks.
0: Yeah, the paved trails help out a lot when you first have a baby and you're not necessarily carrying them in a carrier. Um, Or it's just, it's just easier when you're out with grandparents or, you know, having that stroller... You can pack a little bit more because you might be worried that the baby might need something.
1: Or just snacks for mom.
0: (laughs) But you always have those. Yeah. You didn't need to have a baby to have snacks.
1: That's true. I I had to have a baby to have more snacks for it to be socially acceptable. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely ate a lot this year. Um, I loved every time when we would go on our one-month Costco run. Andy would go to Costco yeah, once a month for us during COVID. And I was always so excited for him to come home and show the treats of what he got. He would be like, oh, I got pizza and I got wontons because you're pregnant.
0: Yeah, that was a great thing about Sarah being (laughs) pregnant is I had more leeway as to the foods i would buy at the grocery store.
1: Yeah, and he yeah, just saying like it's for your pregnancy, but then he would eat it before me.
0: Like, Sarah, you're craving ice cream, right?
1: <laughs> I think it was the pizza that it happened with most of the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she would uh be more more willing to get some frozen pizza or some takeout.
1: Yeah, totally. Like before my pregnancy, I was like pretty like, nope, let's be healthy. We don't need this food in our house. Like I would eat it if like we were at social outings, but like what, what we bring in the house, I want to be things that are good for my body. But I learned that pregnancy, you just want to eat what you want to eat and that's okay. It's, it's an unknown time and you sometimes just need to eat random pizzas and ice cream a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, as long as you do it in moderation, it's okay. Like, you need the calories, and yes, we may have done it more than we used to do it, but we also weren't having pizza every night. So we were doing it in moderation.
1: Yeah, like, I would say I still ate, like, fairly healthy throughout my entire pregnancy, which I I think helped my pregnancy, too. I, since I was already a healthy person my pregnancy was pretty easy, I would say, which was a blessing.
0: Yes, it was. Because as healthy as you can be, there can always be complications with pregnancy. So I think um, we were very fortunate that you had a relatively issue-free pregnancy. I would say pretty much issue-free. like You really weren't even... Having morning sickness or anything.
1: No, not at all. I think like the weirdest thing that happened was I had blurred vision towards the end of my pregnancy and that freaked me out, but that was only like a couple times. But yeah, I didn't really have anything crazy. So it, it was an unknown time, but nothing super scary. So that was quite a blessing to have. This year also gave us just like the gift of time to really dive into our podcast.
0: Yes. So we were able to focus more on that. We got onto a regular schedule, which we started at the end of 2019, two releasing weekly episodes. And this year just allowed us some more time, I think, um, to really focus on it. And you have really kind of grown into a great host. You've reached out to so many different people. And gotten some great interviews on this throughout the past year.
1: Yeah. And that goes with the quote that I started this podcast out with. Um, When you are grounded, you better have the confidence to enter the unknown. And I think my confidence, that that was my word for the year too. I forgot to talk about this, but I went to a networking event in January of this year with The Well Woman Co., Brooke, who runs the Well Woman Co. You can find her on Instagram. And she had everybody choose a word of the year. And my word of the year was confidence. And with that, I was thinking about just the confidence in my podcasting and reaching out to people and just being confident with what I was doing. And I definitely felt like I grew in that this year. I I started networking so much more. I reached out to people and just didn't really overthink it as much as I was doing maybe in 2019. Like, I I got Pilar Gerasimo on our podcast and I was super excited about that. And I remember I was super nervous to talk to her, but I just used confidence to talk with her and it went so well. And I think that's just one thing that when you're starting anything new out, you need to... Just feel confident about what you're doing, and that will make the experience so much better. But not to be overly confident and come off as, like, arrogant, I guess. Or maybe that's the wrong word. Maybe.
0: No, I think that's, like, true because one can be too confident and overlook things and come off as arrogant or come off as a little brash in a way too. So I think this goes back to kind of what I was talking about in comparing this year to uh, a hike in a way too, where you don't want to be overconfident that you don't prepare correctly. So I think if you do let yourself get a little too cocky or a little too arrogant, like you said, then you can slip up and really not be prepared in the way that you should be. And so, like, sometimes you may be planning a trip. You may be planning an adventure, a hike, and you might think, hey, you know, I've hiked this trail a hundred times. Or, hey, I've hiked these other trails, and this one will be nothing. And you don't necessarily prepare yourself in the correct way. And maybe you get injured maybe you get lost uh, maybe you encounter something that you hadn't prepared for and that's going to put a damper on the situation
1: yeah it can do that on the trail and like back to podcasting like you have I always need to be prepared when I enter an interview with someone well more conversation I like to call them conversations but I always kind of you know do my research on the person and I never just enter it free willy-nilly, not knowing a thing about the person. I always enter with some background information, like what Andy was just saying about the hikes. You need to enter a hike with just being prepared.
0: And that preparation will give you the confidence and the proper confidence that you can go out there with and know that if you do encounter a situation that you maybe hadn't expected you've at least done some of that background work to really deal with that situation in a manner where it will really mitigate the negative effects.
1: Yeah, and I think this year has just been such a growing experience for us with the podcast, like with hosting people and just with networking and learning about different podcast opportunities out there. It's it's just given us a lot of time to dive into outlets that we we've never really had time for before. And it's just we're so dedicated to it now at this point. And I think this year was a really good like bridge for that to give us the time to become so dedicated.
0: Yeah, it really gave us some time to take some zero days and really just kind of bring everything together, kind of recoup, re-energize and really kind of hit the ground running again with this
1: yeah because like before this andy was doing a lot of the work but because now you know i had maternity leave for the past few months and i had a lot of time to start reaching out to people and just dive into so much research and unknowns of what this podcasting world and blogging world is i mean i started my own blog too well, it's part of our hiking through life thing, but I started a parenting blog this year. And- yeah,
0: and it's really one thing that you've been really like focused on and really dedicating a lot of your time because you are so um really like invested in it means a lot to you and you're so much more interested in the parenting side of hiking through life of of that part of life that we're journeying through. Whereas like I'm more into the whole kind of gear gear, trip preparation, (laughs) like all of that stuff. And we'll be focusing this coming year on really enhancing our hiking through life site to include some more of those really like um, um, resources.
1: Yeah, and, like, that's definitely something we've always wanted to be doing. And a lot of that's going to be coming more so from Andy. Because, like he was saying, like, my like my heart of hiking through life is in, like, the child part of it, I think. Ever since we had Rory, I've been so, just so excited to get these blogs out and well, just you, try yeah. out all this gear with him.
0: And you're so into the connections with the people and the... um. That social aspect of life where I'm more integrated into the whole um, preparation and, like, it's more of the gear, data, logistics of the hike itself and the adventure.
1: Yeah, another reason we're a really good team. And that reminds me of the pot So, Andy and I, while we podcast, we also listen to a lot of podcasts. And... We were laughing not too long ago because I listen to, like, all kinds of podcasts. There's not just, like, two podcasts I only listen to. I'm always trying new podcasts out because you never know what you might like. And it's fun to discover new things. And Andy, on the other hand, is dedicated (laughs) to two podcasts.
0: I know what I like and I stick to it.
1: (laughs) So it really just, like, shows our personalities... By the podcast, by the way we listen to podcasts.
0: You actually came in the other night when I was listening to one, and you're like, oh, this is a new podcast. I'm really happy for you. You found a new podcast.
1: Yeah, I was really shocked that it wasn't Meat Eater or Joe Rogan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I think this is like you oh. getting more into the podcast side of this as well. Like it's become more of a a real partnership in the podcast side of Hiking Through Life as well. So that's taken some off of me. And now I'm excited to, in 2021, really get more into producing content on the website and getting, you know, as 2020 went along, I was getting more comfortable with all of the technical side and editing and all that stuff of these podcasts so that has that learning curve you know has kind of evened out and so like i'm spending less and less time really focusing on learning those things and just have gotten into more of a groove and a rhythm
1: yeah and you you let a little control off when you let me start my own blog. Because I <laughs> I was you know, I wrote blogs for Hiking Through Life, but Andy always had to edit them. And, you know, with his expertise and perfection, it took three to four weeks to get one blog out.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, somebody had to correct the grammar.
1: So if you look over at the parenting blog, I cranked out like a blog a day during the month of November, basically, and December. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, that's basically because I was able to do it while sitting and breastfeeding. It gave me things to do while I've been on maternity leave. But also it's just, yeah, it, it gave me, hiking through life is definitely, it's both of our Our journey, but Andy is the one who oversees it to a T.
0: We just, yeah, we have different (laughs) approaches and it really, really um, reflects our personalities.
1: We definitely have different approaches because I was just hanging something on our wall with a rubber mallet because it was just sitting there and I just grabbed a rubber mallet and started banging away and... And he was like, no, you don't even have the right tool for this right now. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, you need to use a regular hammer for pounding a nail into the wall. And then you were also trying to just line up the nail with the top of the other one, kind of eyeballing it. And if it were me, I honestly would have had my level out there. If I had one, a laser level and just lining it up perfectly. But, you know, (laughs) it... Is what its and it has got its own little touch to it, (laughs) now that Sarah put it up.
1: Yeah, so our our personalities shine through in in hiking through life very much. They're very reflective upon who we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're excited for what 2021 has to bring. We have um, Rory, who is sitting here right now with us, and you might have heard him google goggle or make a little bit of noise but he's gonna be three months come the new year he was born on october 1st and that was one of the highlights probably the biggest highlight of our year was the birth of rory and it was kind of during a crazy time during all of the covid stuff and it was just kind of weird being in a hospital like with all of the covid stuff going on and it was i guess a little bit weirder When Sarah was pregnant in her second trimester, I couldn't even go to her appointments because they're limiting the people coming to the doctor's offices.
1: Yeah, pretty much there was like three or four appointments where you weren't able to go.
0: Yeah, and right before he was born, I was able to start going to appointments again. And, you know, luckily I was able to be there for his birth during the delivery and such.
1: Yeah, but even before the birth, that was just crazy because I had to go get a COVID test 14 days or 10 days before his due date. So his due date was September 21st, and I got COVID tested on September 11th. They wouldn't COVID test Andy at that point.
0: Which was really weird because I was in the room with them, but they said, you know what? It's like they're only allowing pregnant mothers, but I wasn't allowed to get a COVID test unless I had symptoms.
1: So it was just kind of dumb because I got tested. So I had to quarantine. So basically Andy also had to quarantine because if he went out somewhere, he could have brought COVID to me, but I had just gotten tests. It made no sense.
0: Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. I had to wear a mask the whole time while in the delivery room and, you know, in the hospital room. But yeah, everything worked out and... uh, No complications during birth. I mean, other than the fact that you were in labor for quite a while.
1: Quite a while.
0: Rory didn't really want to come out. He was 10 days late. He was born October 1st. So that was the other thing, too, is... They gave you a COVID test at the hospital because it was over 14 days since your last COVID test. Yeah, so
1: that entire time we were quarantining since September 11th. Didn't we, matter. Yeah, didn't matter. So we were going crazy in the house. I, I was like scrubbing the vents. I was cleaning the vents. I never cleaned the vents. And I organized my closet by color code.
0: Yeah, you were doing so many things that you would have normally never done, but- Since you were home and had nothing else to do, you just found things to do around the house. Yeah.
1: I remember one day Andy was cleaning rock, and I thought that was crazy, but he gave me like a 20-minute explanation as to why he was cleaning rock.
0: Yeah, I had to wash all the dirt off of it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it uh, it was quite the adventure, and we're super excited. Once Rory was born, we ended up quarantining again just to be safe, and we didn't want to bring any anything around him.
1: Yeah, we didn't let even our parents come over for two weeks.
0: Yeah, so we made them quarantine, and then they were the only ones to visit Rory like in person and hold him. Some of the uh, friends and family came and visited him through the window just to see him. But yeah, we are slowly now allowing more and more people to visit him. And they can hold him and wear masks and as long as they're not sick and stuff. But, interestingly enough, as we were preparing to go see more and more family for Christmas, small gatherings, it was just kind of more immediate family, we found out that my brother contracted COVID and, like, a couple days before we knew he had COVID, we were helping him move a couch. So, while we weren't in contact with them very long, and we were wearing masks and everything. We still wanted to be safe, and all of our family agreed that we should all just kind of cancel Christmas and stay home, just in case. Yeah,
1: so, like, we were all prepared to finally, like, just go spend some social time with family. And, and yeah, it was seriously just going to be our parents and our siblings that we were seeing.
0: But COVID had a different plan for us. Yeah,
1: so we spent... Christmas Day, just just us four. Us and Rory and Daisy. And it was, you know, a nice quiet day. Like it was actually really simple. And it wasn't like we didn't have to go run around anywhere. Like we missed seeing family, but we were able to see them on Zoom. And I think everybody kind of felt that this year. Like it was so different. But at the same time, we just got to spend time at home with our little family. And it was kind of nice. We went snowshoeing. We had a really simple day. Andy put diapers in Rory's stocking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he did get diapers from Santa.
1: But I just liked that because it was super practical and we're practical people. We don't really feel the need to spend money on gifts, especially for a baby who doesn't even realize that it's the holidays. It just seems kind of silly. So I liked that. I, I appreciated it. I laughed at it. It was yes. just one of those small things. You just gotta enjoy the small things this season.
0: Yes, he still gets spoiled. Don't worry. Like <laughs> he's got he's got toys and we take him on adventures. We went for his first snowshoeing adventure a couple days ago.
1: Yeah, and that was fun. I don't think he knew the difference of whether that was hiking or snowshoeing, but we knew that it was his first snowshoe adventure.
0: And yeah, he didn't know the difference because he slept the whole time.
1: <laughs> he sleeps so well in his baby carrier. I love this baby carrier. He loves it. It's been working out really well. And I'm going to be sad when I have to switch him to the front. Right now, he's like cuddled against me, but soon he's going to have to be front facing because he's going to be so big.
0: Yeah. And then he'll go on your back eventually. And yeah, it's uh, we'll have a link to the carrier in the description of this episode because we do like it. A lot. And we actually you kind of abandoned the stroller after a little while, too, because this was just so much easier for you to walk, take walks with Daisy and all that stuff.
1: Totally. Because when I was pushing the stroller and walking Daisy, I just had this worry that if I was going to try to like control Daisy out on a walk because she's you really need to pay attention to her. Um, I thought I was going to let go of the stroller on accident or something and the stroller would start rolling away. So I just started doing the carrier.
0: Yeah, our dog, when she gets excited or sees another dog, likes to pull on the leash a lot. And yeah, she kind of gets a little reactive to certain things, cars sometimes, um, other dogs for sure. And so in our neighborhood, you know, there's a fair amount of people walking their dogs around. So you didn't want to risk Daisy pulling you and then you having to abandon the stroller and...
1: Yeah, but it also allows us to go in the woods every day because before that I was staying on the pavement a lot of the time, but now we go in the woods every day and it's really peaceful.
0: I know for a little while we we became pavement hikers.
1: We did, yeah, and like that's something we were never doing before Rory. We always seeked out the woods.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you need to walk on the pavement or prefer to walk on the pavement, that's fine. You're getting outside and but like Sarah said, it just wasn't our style necessarily. And yes, we've we've come to enjoy a lot more since the birth of Rory, um, different styles, and we're definitely going to be adjusting as he gets older too, because we won't be able to keep going our same pace. We will have to adapt to his pace and his interest in hiking and what's on the trail.
1: Yeah, and like we've already had so many people come on as guests on this podcast to talk about their experience backpacking with babies. So we've heard so many perspectives and we're just really excited to bring Rory out backpacking and experience that with him for his first time because we know what it could be like, but at the same time, it's entering an unknown. We've never backpacked with him.
0: And as you bring that up, like I'm thinking... We brought him on his first camping trip when he was a month old. Like, that was crazy. He was just over a month old. When he was born in October, we're here in Minnesota. So, (laughs) I said that very Minnesotan.
1: Minnesota, we're here.
0: (laughs) But yeah, we, uh, we brought him out on his first camping trip in November. And it was a very weird time in November. It was a week where it was 70 degrees. And the low was down in the 40s, which was very mild. So So unheard of. We decided, hey, this is our chance. We thought for sure it wasn't going to be until the summer of 2021 where he'd be about like, what, nine months old before he ever got out on his first camping trip. So when we saw that temperature and forecast, we were like, we got to take him out. So we ended up taking him to a local state park here. It was about an hour away And Grandma came as well, and we did his first camping trip. We did one night.
1: And we overpacked a lot. We brought so much.
0: Yeah, we stuffed the car full.
1: I brought so many clothes for him, so many diapers. I think I brought an entire can of formula. I brought so many things just in case. I was a total first-time worried parent.
0: Yeah, and you slept, like, what, maybe two hours?
1: Yeah, maybe two hours. Because I was just up all night thinking he was so cold
0: i slept great no (laughs) but yeah every time i woke up sarah was sitting up or leaned over into we ended up bringing rory's pack and play for him to sleep in so that you know daisy wouldn't disturb him and he kind of have his own space so you were always either looking in there checking on him and i would wake up and say is is he good i think he's good sir you can go back to sleep and she's like, oh, I think I just, I think I got to make sure he's still breathing. Got to make sure he's not too cold.
1: Yeah, I was so worried.
0: <laughs> so we survived, though. And he was a little bit cold, but um, he didn't mind. He slept like a log.
1: Yeah, he totally did. It was just, just my worries. But yeah, like he, like getting him out on his first camping trip, that's awesome that we were able to do that. So...
0: And now that we did that and we realized we did overpack, like, when we do take them out on a short backpacking trip or even just another drive-in site, we kind of realize, okay, we don't really need as much as we might have thought. We're a little less uh, concerned, I guess, now.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things you kind of have to experience. I did write a blog about this on the parenting blog. If people want to know more things that we learned on that camping trip, you can check that out. But I do think it is something that most parents are just worried about their first time, and you probably will bring a lot of things.
0: Well, and rightfully so. I mean, I think that it's better to be overprepared, especially if it's your first time doing something like this. And, you know, it's it was kind of, yeah, overkill on some things, but... In our minds, it was like better to have too much than not have something that you need.
1: Yeah. And like we even we definitely did that on backpacking trips when we started backpacking, bring things just in case.
0: And you kind of learn by experience, too. So, I mean, you can read and listen to a bunch of different resources and but you're still going to need to personalize it to your own comforts, your own needs.
1: Yeah, I mean I think about all of the videos I watched before going into labor, you know, everybody's experience is gonna be different. There's a lot there was a lot of unknown and when you're entering the unknown, you gotta be prepared, but you never know what's gonna happen.
0: You never know. And we did not know twenty twenty was gonna end up like it did.
1: No, but I mean, honestly, having a baby in 2020, being pregnant through the pandemic and having to isolate, it's it's been really nice. Like, we've spent so much time just at home, just us three. There's been a lot of good bonding time to get our own rhythm going as parents and just, like, our own routine with having a baby it's just given us a lot of our own time and I think that has been a huge blessing for all new families in 2020 because typically you're having so many visitors come over and while we want a lot of people to meet Rory in 2021 when it's safer, it's it's truly been nice to have our own quiet time and not as chaotic as it could be and that can also interrupt like breastfeeding and the bonding. So there's a lot of things that are A blessing in disguise in this crazy 2020 world.
0: It's a good point. I didn't really think of that until you said it either is it did allow us a lot of kind of more isolated family time. Because like you said, a lot of people do want to come over visit in non pandemic times. Like we would have been, yes, having him meet a lot of extended family earlier on. And that would have been great and all But like, yes, it allowed us to bond closer as an immediate family than, you know, it would have in other times.
1: Yeah, even like during the hospital time, it was just us. Nobody could visit us, so.
0: Well, and we really didn't have to necessarily adjust our lives either. We didn't have to say no to all the social outings and stuff like that because we now have a baby. It allowed us to transition in a i guess less chaotic chaotic or stressful way you know like we didn't have to feel like we were that we were really neglecting others in our lives because of Rory or making you know decisions all the time on whether or not we wanted to go go out and do this or go see this person or go have these people over
1: yeah absolutely because we're definitely like the type of people that like to like please people and also like really embrace family time and want that time with people but we also yeah have found the beauty in just like when you have your own kid you really need to like figure out your own things as your own family unit it's been a lesson that we've been learning and it's the time that we've had has been really it's allowed us to really
0: just adjust as new parents too and i think figure things out more quickly as new parents and adjust to that life than you know it would have with all these other things that could have been going on
1: totally and like i don't even know how people adjust to being new parents like when your partner is already back at work like a week later like We were so lucky that Andy was able to be home. He wasn't working during like the first part of my maternity leave. So he was home for a whole month about with me, which was amazing. I, it just really helped ease the isolation, the stress levels that new moms can have. Because I know a lot of new moms go through postpartum depression and just like the isolation with COVID. But I feel really grateful that, luckily he was able to be there and taking care of me and, like, constantly bringing me food and just making sure I stayed hydrated. Like, there was a lot of adjustment. There's just so many adjustments when you're a new parent, and I don't really think people prepare themselves for it because nobody really... I think a lot of people prepare themselves for the birth, but they don't think about what happens after.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, we... We were fortunate enough to really have that time to bond and to adjust we're super excited to really just have him be part of the bigger family now and like we said we're in 2021 really excited for him to meet a lot of our extended family friends and such you know as safe as possible while covid is still going on and hopefully covid will become less and less of a thing especially as these vaccines roll out and as, you know, people keep adhering to some of the social distancing and masks and all of these other things that can keep us safe.
1: Yeah, hopefully he can meet people in person and not just on screens. Pandemic babies. It's been a weird year. Another thing that I want to add is I learned I do not need a gym this year. I've worked out at home more than I ever have. It's been awesome. We actually quit our gym membership. I'm totally okay with that for now.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, there's a lot of things that this year has taught us, and it's that we may not need all of these conveniences that we have. While they are convenient, and while they do provide us some value, we can live without them. We can adjust. And we can keep moving forward. I think it's valuable that we reflect on where we started in 2020, where we are now, and how we can keep those positive things that came from 2020 going and how we may also take and adjust what we need to to keep a positive outlook going forward in 2021.
1: Yeah, because there honestly has been... As many of the negative things that have come out of this year, there's positives if you just, if you look at it in a positive way.
0: Yeah, and just having that open mind to know that all of our ways don't have to be set in stone. We can adjust. We can overcome and find new and creative ways. Like you said, you don't need a gym. You found different workouts at home that... Get you some of the same results as the workouts you did in the gym. Yes, you're missing the the social. social.
1: Yeah. That's like half the reason I loved the gym. It's just like a social gathering when I went there. There was like friends I had and I got to catch up with people. But I I can get the exact same workout at home. I I don't need it. And so now we're going to be saving money without paying for a gym membership. I don't need to get in the car and drive there. There's there's benefits to it, and yeah, I could sit here and like name all, all the negative things about not going to the gym, but if you have a positive mindset, then you're gonna think of all the positive things, and your life will be that much better when you're in a positive mindset.
0: And you found different outlets for social socializing. You've had Zoom calls with your friends. We've had time with our son. That's socializing. I have on another level, song
1: sessions with him. <laughs> yeah,
0: you've you've expanded in your growth in this podcast with all the different people that you've connected with.
1: Yeah, just being able to connect with the people through this podcast, this has been an awesome outlet for my my social need. I'm just a social person. I like talking to people, so I'm so thankful I've been able to do this podcast with people. I love learning. And connecting with the people. And every time I talk to someone, I just, like, walk away from those conversations just feeling like that's really what I needed at that time. It just always feels so good to have a conversation. I really look forward to my podcast conversations with people. They kind of, like, energize me. And, I mean, yeah, with that, I think just the biggest takeaway from this year is that entering the unknown can be challenging. But when you are grounded and have a good balance and grounding within yourself, you're able to better do that. And that's the quote that I said at the beginning, and I totally just butchered it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but having a good grounded foundation will allow you to adjust and adapt and take on these unknowns that we may encounter in life, that we may encounter on the trail, and being prepared will give you the confidence to overcome the adversity that the unknown may bring upon you.
1: So with that, before you enter into 2021, just take some time to reflect on your own 2020 and ways you've grown, things you've learned, some of your biggest takeaways, and bring that into 2021 with you.
0: We hope And wish all of you a healthy new year, a healthy and happy and positive
1: 2021. Enter the year with a positive mindset and you never know where the year will take you. Peace, love, and hike through life. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.